Hi, this is Dennis Knight of the Savannah Morning News, and this is the September 13th edition of the On the 50 Yard Line podcast, where we take a look at what's going on in the high school football scene in the greater Savannah area. We'll take a look at some of the some of the stuff that happened last week and some of the things to look forward to this week as we reach the fifth fifth week of the high school season near the halfway point for many of the schools here. Uh, last week we had Benedictine losing down in the swamp in a 14 to 10 setback against a strong Ware County team that was ranked number three in class 5A at the time. The cadets were number one in 4A. They went down down to Waynesville and, and lost 14 to 10 in that game uh, with Saquon Bryant scoring a long touchdown and getting a, a field goal in the fourth quarter to to make it close. But the last two possessions saw BC uh, that they couldn't get their offense going like they wanted to, and they and they lost down there. Now the Cadets at two and two will have a a bye this week before traveling down to Jacksonville to take on the Bowl School in the following week. Uh, South Effingham and Effingham County also have buys this week before as they prepare for their cross-county cu- cross rivalry, which will be played at Effingham County on September 23rd. So here's a look at some stuff uh, happening this week. We have New Hampstead, which is 4-0 on the season, uh, playing at Richmond Hill. Uh, the Phoenix haven't really been tested this year. They're four and zero, but the, those wins come against teams with a combined record of two and twelve on the season. Polly Seely, the senior quarterback who is committed to Wofford, has been very strong. He's completed sixty nine percent of his passes for eight hundred thirteen yards with twelve touchdown throws and just four interceptions. His favorite targets have been Jalen Hampton, who has 18 catches for 237 yards and two touchdowns, and Malachi Lonnan, who's who's only got eight catches, but five of them are for touchdowns for 201 yards. So this week, New Hampshire will get their toughest test as they go to Richmond Hill to face the Wildcats, who are 2-2. Two and two. Uh, But Richmond Hill is a 7A team, while New Hampshire is a 4A team. The Wildcats lost last week 35 to 32 in a in a game against Baker County that was played at Glen County Stadium. Senior receiver Rayvon Grant had his the best night of his career with eight catches for 219 yards and a pair of, pair of scores as Tyler Goldrick, the quarterback, threw for 354 yards and three scores. Richmond Hill has a strong run game led by Zion Gillard who has 399 yards rushing and five scores on the season. Uh, New Hampstead, New Hampstead's run game has been led by kind of a breakout guy this year, Caleb Smith, a senior who is averaging 8.2 yards a carry. He has 444 yards and three touchdowns. So this should be a, an interesting matchup to see, uh, see what happens here. The Wildcats have wins over a close one over Effingham County where they won 14 to 10 and then they dominated against Jenkins 38 to 3. And then they themselves went down to Ware County and lost 20 to 7 in a similar score to the uh the Benedictine game. So it's going to be a 
tough test for New Hampshire, and we'll see how how this one pans out Friday night at uh, up at Richmond Hill. So we got Calvary Day back in action. The uh, the Cavs had their game canceled last week at Frederica Academy because of the bad weather. They'll be playing at Liberty County. The Cavs are two and zero. Liberty County is two and one. Last time we saw Calvary, it was also a weather game uh, when they beat Eagles Landing Christian 28 to 21 in a game that was called about midway through the the third quarter. And the last pass that uh, Jake Merklinger threw was was a 73 yard scoring shot to Michael Smith for the go ahead touchdown in that game. So Merklinger has only thrown 19 passes on the season. He's you know the, the Cavs are two and zero. And he didn't have to throw much in a blowout win over Islands in that first game. But he's 11 and 19 for 268 yards and four touchdowns. Smith, these guys are both four-star recruits here. Michael Smith has three catches for 83 yards with that touchdown against ELCA. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, I, I think Calvary's really wanting to get back on the field. They got, you know, such a great, uh, great team. With Terry Simmons up front on defense and, and Troy Ford, uh, Simmons who is who is committed to Duke and Ford who is committed to UCF lead that defense. Liberty County, you know, they're a team on a mission this year. They're playing this season in memory of their former coach Kirk Warner. He was there for 20 years before he he tragically died over the summer with a rare form of cancer. Liberty won on the first week at. Southeast Bullock on a last second pass from Carlos Singleton to Ron Golden. And then they beat Bradwell Institute 32 to 12 with both those players playing a huge role in that game. Singleton has passed for 462 yards and run for 134 yards in those first two games. Uh, and then Liberty County had a lopsided loss on the road to Pierce County last week for their first loss in the season. This will be a region 3-3A game in the, in the new the newly configured region with Calvary coming up from class 1A private to the 3A level and where Liberty County has been playing for the last couple of years. So that should be a good game out there at Liberty County. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a good game. I think Calvary, Calvary should win this, but Liberty County will see, see what kind of team they are going against a team of Calvary's caliber. And another region 3-3A matchup with the two new teams coming up from Class A private. It's going to be Country Day at Savannah Christian at Pooler Stadium Friday night. Country Day is coming off a bye after they lost their first game of the season on the road to Aquinas, 19-13. to Sophomore quarterback Brad Mixon has been pretty solid for Country Day. 18-33 of 33 passing for 348 yards and, uh, and three touchdown passes. While Michael Grandy is the main guy in their run game. He's got 372 yards and five scores on the year. Uh, David Boosie has been playing real well for uh, for Savannah Christian. He he has 173 yards receiving and three scores, as well as leading that team on defense with leading the team with 20 tackles. I forgot to mention freshman Josh Washington, who's who had a lot of uh, press coming into the season for Savannah Country Day. He already had an offer from 
Georgia Southern. He's living up to that hype. He has six catches for 142 yards, and he's rushed five times for 60 yards while also playing excellent on defense. Savannah Christian has been very impressive with outscoring their three opponents by an average score of 57-6. to Paula Zittrauer, the senior quarterback, has six touchdown passes and just one interception with 389 yards pass, 389 yards passing, while sophomore Zoe Smalls has rushed for 318 yards and seven scores. Uh, Henry Wall has also been a big playmaker for for the Raiders with uh, several touchdown returns in the kick game. Uh, so it's going to be a, a a big test for both teams. Uh, Savannah Christian, I think this will be their their toughest opponents so far, and Country Day will hear it an important with a young team with only like 30 players on the squad will get get a tough region test. Then we have Johnson playing at Beach at Savannah High Stadium Friday night. Johnson has won two in a row. They they beat previously undefeated Brantley County 21 to 19 Friday night. As Amarian Scott had a big game, he rushed for 162 yards and a touchdown on 19 carries. And he leads the team in rushing with 228 yards on the season. But the uh, Adam Smashers, uh, Kenderick Bonner was not happy after that game. They had a couple big mistakes, including not covering a kickoff on the one-yard line that almost lost him, uh, that almost caused him to give away that game. But uh, Malachi Bacon has been solid at quarterback for Johnson. And Samari Dowdy, that other senior running back, He's shown his big playability as a as a receiver too. He had uh, three catches for 69 yards and a pair of scores in a 26 to nothing win over Windsor Forest. And so those two guys uh, really are the the heart of that offense. And you know the game against Brantley County was so rainy, like it was at every game last week, that the offense really couldn't couldn't get its footing. Uh, Makari Stafford and, and Michael Ellison III are, have been leaders on the defense. Stafford's a linebacker, and Ellison III is a defensive back. He had a pick against Brantley County, and uh, those guys have been playing really well. Well, Jaden Boone has been excellent on both sides of the ball on the offensive and defensive lines for Johnson. Another game to watch uh, is Bethesda this week. They play at Cross Episcopal. Uh, Friday night. Bethesda is 4-0 and on the season after going 1-8 and last year. I had a little a nice feature on on the Blazers and Coach Antoine Turner that, that went online today. And how it's about how Turner tries to use football to kind of teach the kids life lessons. And he's the uh, he's the pastor there at, uh, at Bethesda, too. And uh, he does such a great job with the kids there. That ground game for Bethesda has been has been dominating, averaging 286 yards per game rushing behind Corey Stafford, who has already has 618 yards and seven scores on the year. Noah Jenkins, his classmate, sophomore classmate, has 331 yards and three touchdowns. So they combine with Tristan Randall on the quarterback, who's thrown for five touchdowns and 259 yards, and, and Randall is also an outstanding linebacker for the Blazers. They should go to five and zero oh, uh, this week, based just looking at the rest records. As Cross Episcopal has an zero and two record coming into this game, 
So that's what we're looking at coming into uh, to week five of this regular season. I can't believe it's almost halfway there, you know. It's, it's, uh, it goes by so quick. But, uh, but we'll be looking forward to, uh, to see what happens this week. And then we'll catch up with you guys again next week.